Hey, welcome to another episode of Private Lives in Public Spaces. If you're someone who has some sort of talent or an important message to share with the world, whether you're an entrepreneur or a coach or a creative, if you're looking to inspire or help make a difference, but you're not sure how to put yourself out there in meaningful ways, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Because each week on this show, we'll hear powerful personal stories and discuss how you too can harness the power of vulnerability and authentic storytelling to develop your personal brand, to build an online following, and to create impact. Let's start at the beginning, shall we? There are a few things I want to discuss in this solo episode so we can set the stage for the upcoming interviews where we'll dive into the good and the bad of putting yourself out there online. So first things first, what exactly is the problem here? What is so bad about putting yourself out there, right? What negative consequences are we possibly setting ourselves up for by sharing too much online? For one, far too many people are putting themselves out there for all the wrong reasons, which makes for a heck of a lot of noise, right? There's so much noise out there. And not only is it hard to break through all the noise, it's hard to tell which noise is authentic and which isn't. What's worth listening to? Who do you trust is worthy of your time. So we've got all these people vying for your attention. How do we know whether they're going to provide us with value or not? How do we know if what they project and what we see is truly an authentic version of who they are? People aren't just asking for our attention either. They're asking for us to invest in them in a number of ways. They want us to take action, to engage. They want us to promote them. They want us to be emotionally invested. And a lot of the times they want us to spend money on them. So how are we supposed to know that all these people are the real deal, right? What is the difference between someone who makes false promises or whose end goal is nothing more than self-gratification than someone who shares with the intention of providing value? Look, don't get me wrong. I don't think people purposefully project themselves in a way that intends to take advantage of your time and attention. I think most of us have good intentions, but the sad reality is that we're all out here shouting and it makes for tons of mindless noise. It's really hard to break through. A lot of the attention demanded of you online serves no purpose at all. More often than not, the people demanding your attention want to absorb it and give nothing back. They seek to be seen and heard, but they don't have anything to provide in return. What's worse than all this noise is that all this mindless self-indulgence is actually really bad for our mental health. Projecting false realities creates expectations that cannot be met. And that's for both the viewer and the person projecting them. Not only are we setting terrible examples, we're actually setting ourselves up for failure and disappointment over and over again. So, I dare say, one of the problems here is a lack of education around the negative consequences of projecting and being subject to unachievable expectations. 
And this, my friends, is one of the reasons why this podcast exists. I really want to create a space where we can explore the positive ways in which we can authentically promote and share and put ourselves out there. So if that's the problem, who's at fault here, really? Who is the culprit behind all this? Is it us, the people, the ones who upload what we eat, where we go, who we spend time with, how we spend our money, who we vote for, what we watch, listen to, love, hate? Or is it the technology that's at fault, the tools that make it possible and that encourage us to share so much? Let's be honest, we're really just using technology the way it's made to be used. Technology is a tool that encourages us to share. We, as humans, are naturally drawn to use these powerful tools for personal gain. Maybe the problem is that these tools aren't always designed to work in our best interests. See, humans are designed to use these tools in selfish ways, because people are, in their deepest realms, super selfish. And that's simply the way we're wired. Really, it is. We're wired to be this way. It is human nature to strategize and find creative ways to fulfill our primal desires and basic needs. All right, so this is a pretty big call. I'm uh, trying to back it up. So let's consider Maslow's hierarchy of human needs here, right? All humans share the same basic needs. Each level of needs builds on the other, meaning lower level needs have to be met before higher level needs can become the focus of our attention. At level one, we have our physiological needs, right? Air, water, food, sex. Level two, safety needs. We need shelter, we need clothes, we need routine, we need familiarity. Then we level up to number three where we have belonging and love needs. We need affection. We need connection to family, friends, and colleagues. Then on level four, we have our esteem needs. That's self-respect and respect from others. We need high evaluation of ourselves, our achievements, our reputation, our prestige. And when these needs aren't met, we feel something is missing in our lives. And this leads us to experience tension and I don't know, even neurotic behavior, right? Something's not right. We experience stress. For example, without a roof over our heads, our need for security is threatened. And until we fulfill our basic needs gratifying them dominates our attention. But once we gratify these needs, we can shift more and more of our attention to growth needs. So whereas basic needs are external, growth needs are internal. And with growth needs, we're no longer motivated by what other people think. That's family, friends, colleagues, or anyone else. Instead, we're driven by something deeper inside of us. So what this means, what Maslow's findings are telling us is that once we find ourselves in a place where we can feel secure and where we don't live in fear of our basic needs going unmet, then we can level up and tap into a source of motivation that drives us to go beyond our basic needs 
So we can start to focus on fulfilling our need for personal growth. So we go from these basic needs to leveling up and tapping into a whole new world of motivation where we want to do better, grow, become something more. I love this. I am so passionate about this subject. And while I was researching this, I couldn't help but see myself in these findings, right? When I'm looking at these needs for belonging and for love, I I know that I grappled with this for years. I really don't think that I grew up in an environment where I had the affection and the love that I required. I didn't feel like I had a connection to my family. I didn't feel like I had a support system to turn to. And so I struggled a lot with this. Same with my, my self-esteem needs. I really struggled because of, I guess, abandonment issues. I really didn't feel worthy of love for a long time. I had a really hard time believing in myself. I didn't believe in my abilities. I was pretty self-destructive for a really long time. And I guess I just didn't respect myself because I grappled so much with these esteem needs, right? And so I sought to fulfill these needs in all the wrong ways. In, I guess, through codependency, through perfectionism, through hiding from things and numbing pain with alcohol. I, I wore a mask. I wanted to project an appealing appearance. And so the reality that I projected was not real. It was not real. What was happening on the inside for me was not what I was projecting on the outside. And this rang true online as well as in real life. Online, I had great intentions and I meant really well, but what I put out to the world was not real. And it caused even more dissonance in my world on top of these existing struggles. So the smiling face that you saw in my pictures on social media and my videos on YouTube, it was all fake. And it wasn't fake because I wanted to try and trick you to believe that I was a smiling, happy person. It was because I desperately wanted to be a smiling, happy person. And I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to be that person. I really felt like it was like a fake it till you make it kind of thing. You know, I did this because I saw everybody else doing this. I saw everyone trying to be the best version of themselves and putting themselves out there online by showing, you know, all these wonderful pieces of themselves. And I wanted to be this wonderful, beautiful projection of myself, even though I didn't fucking feel that way. I didn't feel that way at all. And so the truth in all this, the lesson that I learned through struggling like this was that I had to do the work to meet my basic needs. The internet is not the answer to fulfilling my needs. When it comes to my self-esteem, when it comes to my need for love and my need for belonging, the internet cannot help me there. (laughs) I truly believe we enter really dangerous territory when we use the internet to fulfill these needs. In my honest opinion, 
Fulfilling your basic needs must be done in real life first. To the work in real life. And then when you're no longer motivated by what other people think, then you can use the internet for your growth needs. So does this make sense? (laughs) I feel like this makes sense to me and I've had this huge breakthrough and I realize that this is a thing that people are doing. People are projecting their realities because they're trying to fulfill these basic needs of belonging and and they're trying to get self-validation for their self-esteem. And we don't we don't need to do this online. This isn't something that needs to be dealt with online. It's something that needs to be dealt with in real life. You can only truly project this version of yourself, this true reality if you are truly feeling like those needs are being met. And so if you seek to fulfill those needs online, it's not going to give you the same results as it will if you do the work in real life. So for me, doing the work meant becoming sober and facing all of the feelings and fears I'd been sweeping under the rug for my whole life. I had to lean in. I had to listen to my thoughts and feelings as they started to pour out of me as I started to pay attention. I really had to open Pandora's box and confront the trauma that was in there. I had to confront really tough stuff like sexual abuse that I survived as a child, like neglect. I had to go to therapy and work through my abandonment issues and my self-worth issues. And so through doing that, I was able to do the work that fulfilled my basic needs in real life. And now I can level up and start working on the next level of needs, which are the self-actualization needs. And those are self-growth and actualizing your innate potential. So all this to say, my theory here is that this problem I'm describing boils down to the fact that too many of us are using the internet to fulfill our basic needs of belonging and esteem as opposed to doing the work they need to do to fulfill these needs in real life. My belief is that the internet can absolutely serve us and help us to level up and grow and become self-actualized, but we must fulfill our basic needs in real life first. I'd like to reiterate here that the problem probably isn't us. We're really just using the tools provided to us in ways we are inherently designed to use them to fulfill our needs. The internet has provided us with a wealth of tools for putting ourselves out there, right? We can upload anything we want at any time and we indulge this form of self-expression across a wide variety of platforms. We do so without putting very much thought into the why. What is the why? What are the reasons or purpose or intent behind what we share, announce, create, promote, put out there? 
Guys, we're using the internet as our journals. We're using them as public speaking platforms and community spaces. They're outlets that allow us to showcase our individuality and exercise our right to freedom of expression. We're using the internet as a distribution platform for all sorts of storytelling. And while it seems normal and simple to put so much of ourselves out there because everyone is doing it, we have to be more considerate of the consequences here. The problem here is also that there's no filter or prerequisite when it comes to uploading your life into the internet, right? Literally everyone from children to teens and seniors to criminals and politicians, everyone has the same level of access without any pre-entry precaution or education to set the stage. We're being provided with these tools that have detrimental negative consequences and we're not being taught about the dangers or the ways in which we can avoid these problems and alter the way we use them in order to achieve positive results. At the end of the day, I guess it doesn't really matter who's at fault here, but the problem is we're being provided with tools that have detrimental negative consequences and we're not being taught about the dangers of what happens when we use these tools for all the wrong reasons. We're also not being taught about the ways in which we can avoid these pitfalls by being more mindful and by using these tools in ways that work to our advantage and that help us to achieve positive results. I'm really passionate about this topic and I created this podcast as a means of spreading awareness. This is a resource that we can use. I want to explore stories of how things went wrong and how we can learn from them. There's also really great stories of how people have used authentic storytelling to their advantage to help people to grow, to level up, and to reach their true potential. I decided to make an episode on this topic because I think it's important to lay down the foundation here. Right at the beginning, there's a problem, there's a culprit behind it that we don't have much control over, and then there are two types of players in the game, and we do have choice over that. We have a choice over who we choose to be in this game. You can put yourself out there with the intent to fulfill your need for belonging, or you can put yourself out there with the intent to grow as a person and self-actualize. I guess it would make sense for me to define self-actualization here, right? So it breaks down to the ongoing actualization of potentials, capacities, talents. So our ability as musicians to make music is a form of self-actualization. Any talent that you have that you can apply yourself to and live day in and day out is a form of self-actualization. We all have insane potential and unique abilities and creative capacities and our ability to apply ourselves to those day in, day out is fulfilling in ways that serve us so well. The other definition of self-actualization breaks down to the fulfillment of mission. You know, this can be your calling. It can be fate or your destiny or like the vocation that is true to you. Self-actualization is a fuller knowledge of an acceptance of a person's intrinsic nature. It's an unceasing trend towards unity, integration, or synergy 
within a person. So you can think of self-actualization as the need to become what you have the potential to be. I love hearing this. I think we all have these beautiful attributes. We're so unique and wonderful and capable of so much. And life is hard. (laughs) To say the least, life is hard. There is so much that we have to traverse through and push through and survive through. And we're not always dealt the cards that we feel we're owed. It's not always easy to live this life. It's not always easy to make a living out of your passions, right? It's just not something you can step right into, but it is something that you can absolutely work towards and aspire to. It is absolutely achievable to gain personal growth and to level up and to actually step into this person that you are, and that you are meant to shine as. I truly, truly, truly believe this. And I believe that the internet is a really great way for us to do this because the internet allows us to put ourselves out there in authentic ways and to be real and to connect and to promote ourselves and to showcase our skills and abilities. This powerful tool is amazing. It can really help us to build our online followings and find our tribe and to really show the world who we are, what we're capable of, what we know. We can actually use the internet for good and to help us step into ourselves and to realize our true potential. I really cannot wait to explore the ways in which we can use the internet for good. Listen, I'm not going to try and tell you what you should and shouldn't care about, but (laughs) I am, I am going to tell you. I think you should care about this because the internet is an insanely powerful tool and has the potential to do great things for you, for your career, your family, your business, your community. I really think you should consider how you can use the internet for your growth needs as opposed to simply just satisfying your basic needs. Those of us who have fulfilled our basic needs, IRL and real life, can consider ourselves to be growth-motivated, self-actualizing people. This is amazing. (laughs) But here's another thing, though. We shouldn't be thinking just about ourselves here. It's not just about our personal gains I think we should probably consider how this problem is affecting the generations below us, right? There are children and all our young family members, those who will be at the helm of the next generation, they are all currently using this tool in all the wrong ways. Children and teenagers are suffering and actually dying because of the volatile environment created by social media. I think we're only really seeing the tip of the iceberg right now when it comes to the mental health consequences related to socialization through technology. There's isolation, there's dependency, loss of quality of life, lack of privacy, decreased safety and security. There's all these terrible harms to our social relations that are happening because we're developing online identities that differ from our in real life identities. This is huge. 
and we'll dive into these topics in a way more productive way in future episodes. If you know someone who is struggling with negative consequences brought on by social media use, please encourage them to listen to this show. We will have guests on the show who will share personal stories about the mistakes that they've made when it comes to putting their private lives in public spaces and the lessons they've learned along the way. I'm personally tackling this topic in this episode because I think it's important to consider how these younger generations below us will use these tools to the power of 10. They will have their own online channels. They will all have tools that facilitate the content creation process and that will allow them to create insane amounts of content. And they will share all this more than we can possibly ever conceive of. In the future, they will be hosting, producing, and distributing content in ways that we are currently not capable of doing. In our day and age, you would need a company with capital and years of experience. You need teams. You need so much to achieve what they will be able to achieve with a laptop. We really need to consider this and teach this generation how to use these tools in ways that will advance their careers and help them to invest in themselves and their abilities. We need to teach them how to network and create opportunities. And we can teach them by setting an example. We can start now and lead by example I don't actually know who is listening to this yet. I don't know who my audience is, but I assume and I hope that you're someone who wants to use the internet for good, to develop a personal brand, to build an online following. I assume you're an entrepreneur or a coach, maybe a creative or a marketer. And as those types of people, we're inclined to throw shit at the wall and see what sticks, right? We are told time and time again to just start. Just put yourself out there and figure things out as you go along. And you know what? I totally agree with this. I am 100% doing that right now. I totally get it. But I also think it's really important to realize that there are missteps that could have terribly awful unintended consequences. And as someone who's putting themselves out there, you need to remember that you cannot take any of this back. And so that's why we're going to explore the do's and don'ts of putting yourself out there by going over other people's stories. So we're going to interview people who are going to tell their stories of what went wrong and what really worked. And here's the thing, we're not trying to resolve this problem. You know, this isn't a thing that's just going to go away. That's not what we're here to do. We're not here to fix this. This is a problem that will always exist. There will always be people who mindlessly make noise and there will always be audiences for those people. But if you're a go-getter who has something to say or you're building a career doing something that has the potential to create impact and make a difference then please know that this problem is something you can absolutely mindfully break through. Despite not being able to solve this problem or make it go away, we do have power over how we show up and take part in the situation. In order to not be a part of the problem, we need to be able to check ourselves. 
The key is to be real. We do this through transparency and authenticity. Sometimes that might mean putting yourself out there in a way that feels super vulnerable. But if you can take the time to tell your story authentically and to manage your personal brand mindfully, you can totally take action and not be a part of the problem. All right, I'm going to wrap this up here. We're getting to the end with this one last suggestion on how you can check yourself. And that is to ask yourself, what is my why? Be honest with yourself. Why are you putting yourself out there? Obviously, you want people to follow you. You want them to invest their time and attention in you. But why? Maybe you know the name Simon Sinek. Simon became famous for his TED Talk on Start With Why and for good reason. There's tons of great information in that talk. I implore you, please dig it up. He taught us that people don't buy into what you do. People buy into why you do it. And I will add that your why should also be about someone else and not just you. Remember that everyone is inherently selfish and will follow you based on how you can benefit them. If your why comes down to gaining attention or achieving personal gains like money or validation, then this might be an indication that you're attempting to satisfy your basic needs. Don't be basic. You should probably consider ways that you can fulfill those needs in real life instead of online. To help you check yourself and start doing the work that needs to be done in these early phases at the very beginning, I have created a worksheet that you can find on my website. This is a how to develop your why statement worksheet. This is going to help you lay down the foundation so that you can start to build on why you're doing this and the ways in which you can master it and be the best that you can be at it. You can find this at my website, www.makingjgb.com. Head over to my podcast section, Plips, Private Lives in Public Spaces. I hope you can make really good use out of that. I hope you found tons of value in this week's episode. If this has inspired you and you know somebody who could benefit from putting themselves out there in meaningful ways, please share the love and tell your friends about the show. Remember, you can sign up to be a guest. This is a safe space where you can talk about your story. If you have a story to tell and you need a place where you can provide context to tell and to connect and to share, please go to makingjgb.com. Check out the private lives and public spaces section. And on that page, you'll also find this episode's show notes. Check it out and make sure you don't miss any future episodes by subscribing to the podcast. Guys, that's it for me. I'm JGB. Until next time, remember, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Think about it.